Gentlemen from Inland Blue Studios, this is the Nerd Life Crisis Podcast with your hosts, Steve Hale, Chris Thayer, and Ron Miltz. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Nerd Life Crisis Podcast, our first sadly post-Halloween podcast. I know. Uh, Once again, uh, your hosts here today, Chris Thayer, Steve Hale, and I'm Ron Miltz, and we are guest-free. It's just the boys here today. So uh, we'll have a guest with us on the next episode, but we wanted to record something with just the guys that you love again. So, oh, so much to talk about. So much to talk about. I know. It's like uh, I enjoyed our Halloween month podcast so much. Um, I'm ready for something different, though. So we're going to jump right in this week, uh, uh, and we're going to talk about something that we've been dying to talk about for a while, which is our top five movie soundtracks of all time. I think uh, uh, we got some music lovers on the podcast here, and all three of us, all three of us have something we like to share about this so what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna let one of the other boys kick it off here uh chris well it, and this was one that i really wanted to to do something with because there was such a solid soundtrack that came out with the guardians of the galaxy oh it's yeah. a quirky soundtrack and that was kind of the trigger for this discussion absolutely so, absolutely did you um, hear they're going to release it on cassette tape no, they are not. They are. They uh, they announced it like two weeks ago. They're going to release the Guardians of the Galaxy soundtrack on that's cassette. Brilliant. To which I'm like, that's fucking cool. But unless you are my mom, who the fuck is going to listen to that on no, a cassette tape? No, you know? cassette sounds horrible. Do it's, you, a, it's a collector's thing. It's a collector's thing. Absolutely. Do any of you guys own a cassette player? I do. I do not. You, what do you own a cassette player for? I've I do got own a record player. Early though. recordings that I did. Yeah, but a record player is different. Like a record player is a high fidelity it's cool sound. And vintage. No, honestly, <laughs> I've got tons of, well, Steve of is old a recordings that uh, that I did that went directly to cassette. I never converted to CD. Really? Yeah. And I've got albums that you know occasionally I'll pull out that I never bought on CD. There's actually some stuff that's never been released on CD. Yeah, that's um, true. That's on cassette. And I just for that reason, you know, I, do I listen to them? No. I remember when I had uh, in my car, I had the, the box that you'd keep all your cassettes yes. in and oh, it would yeah. hold like 24 cassettes or whatever. <laughs> I'm going to show you something right now. <laughs> no, no, you don't need to. Uh, Dude, we used to make all kinds of little, you know, there's all kinds of underground punk stuff from yeah, the 80s and yeah, yeah. the 90s that, you know, you can't find on CD or one of my favorite, vinyl. It's on one of tape. my favorite local punk bands was a band called The Schmucks uh, that... Uh, Nice. That's your your cassette holder. My case logic. <laughs> but check it out. Repurposed. Reduce, reuse, recycle. It's a pedal board now. Nice. Nice. So this is like my travel pedal board for oh, when I go cool. on gigs. And everyone just thinks it's a cassette, old cassette case. Nice. They yeah. actually know what it is. I wouldn't. Actually, I would have been like, what? You nice. would know if you I'd saw I'd be like, it. nice man bag, dude. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Is that where you keep your merch? <laughs> uh, yeah, man. But uh, I had uh, Metallica uh, 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 and Justice for All. Mm-hmm. That was like one of my first cassettes, dude. I listened to that thing until it broke. Yeah. Like, until oh, it yeah. fucking broke. You, and you have them. You listen to them so many times, and then they'll sit, and then they'll start to bleed onto the next yeah. loop. Yeah, yeah, for so sure. So that the magnetism... Think about how spoiled we are now with uh, CDs, where you just go to the track you want. You're like, oh, yeah. I want to hear fucking... Spoiled? Hell, I just want a song. I I I'll just buy it. Yeah, with yeah. the touch of my finger. I hate that, man. I I hate this generation. It's, it's does a, not buy CDs it's like a, our it, albums. It's an evil thing. It's a good thing. Yeah. Well, it's not a good thing. Oh come and on, man! There why. was there was nothing better than sitting in my car, my Dodge Colt, driving around, and I and it had I had a cassette deck and, a, and an AM FM radio. I was like really okay. big, but the FM didn't work. And you put the cassette in, you're like, I want to listen to the like the fourth track, like Dyer's Eve. I always wanted to listen to. Well, you know, like last yeah. month during <laughs> Halloween, I was making a playlist for a party that I ended up having to cancel, and I don't want to buy uh, Michael Jackson's Thriller. I just want that one song. 
for my playlist. The rest of the album is actually pretty good. Uh, I'm uh, sure it might be okay. in, in that. Uh, if you're into that, I'm yeah. not into that, and all I wanted was the you know Thriller what? Song. Then find a friend who's got it, you know? who bought the album. Whoa, whoa, whoa. that's oh, man. You know what? I, you I gotta what? tell you, I don't think I have a fucking friend who might have it. Yeah, honestly. You do. yeah, you do. Yeah, you, you do. got two sitting in the room right here. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? Now I gotta fucking searching around where I could just buy the fucking thing for ninety nine cents. And, and I get that. I, I but here's get, the problem. I get what you're saying, but we're getting off topic. With I know, I know, but I think this directly ties Cassette in. Cassette tapes excites me so much, though. Right. It's like eight tracks are next, right? Um, albums are, are used to be you would create an album as as a piece that told a story. Yeah. Yeah. Some bands still do that, sure. at, but not as many. How many albums have you bought recently where the entire thing is great front to back? There's very few albums. That's the problem. You know, there are very few albums in the 90s and the 80s, though, that I liked like that. You know, very Uh, few. Most albums had like three good tracks, and then the rest of it was garbage. There's a reason it's it's on the B side. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No, but I but I think the point is is we were conditioning ourselves. Money grab. Well, you know, the other thing too is like, unfortunately, man, we just kind of live in a world where. Going out and finding the CD is not as easy as it used to be. I, mean, I disagree. Go, go to Best Buy or Target. Oh, or- no, no. I'm not talking about physical CDs. I'm talking about an album, a collection of songs. I hate that I have to go through 8,000 artists on my iTunes because my damn kids buy one song at a time. That's, <laughs> I am annoyed by that It pisses me off well. to no end. I, pulled, I had a bunch of singles, and I pulled them all out of... Well, I only listen to 12 bands anyway, so it doesn't really matter. Wait, wait, what because 12 bands? Because their albums are I great. Mean, like, you know, Rob Zombie, The Misfits, you know, I mean, there's a top two, but oh. I, don't, I, don't have, I don't have this huge Well, I have, I mean, like Chris, Chris has a, a giant CD collection, it but is, I, have, I have a big vinyl collection, and we were listening to Tom Petty. Like, we're at the point where when the boy eats breakfast in the morning, uh, he's like, he, he's like, you know, we set him down in the high chair, and then he's like eating his cereal or egg mm-hmm. or whatever, and he's all, da-da, play record, record, yeah. play record. Yeah, Jim puts on uh, vinyl for the boys. Yeah, we, yeah they love it, man. They so. love it. Yeah, I used to torture the girls with James Taylor's first record. You're right. That is torture. It, it, they <laughs> hate it to this day. But I, it used to make me laugh. All to, right. To so, force them to listen to it. So we're going to now refocus all right. our top five Movie soundtracks, and they're not in any specific order, but this is the group, our group top five. Go ahead, Chris. Now, I'm, I'm curious what Steve will say. What, what would you say is... Horrible-ass a- movie, great soundtrack, uh, The Crow. Oh, that yeah. I'm sorry, no, I'm sorry, not The Crow, The Crow 2. Oh. Oh, City sorry, of Angels. I was sitting, I'm sitting here going, really? I'm like, The Crow? No, yeah, the, the, the original had, Crow uh, was actually, the, the original Crow was a great movie yeah. and a great soundtrack. The Crow Part 2 was a horrible movie. With a great soundtrack. Can you give us any examples of any of the music that's on um, there? You know, uh, White Zombie. There you go. There's one of my, my third band. Uh, they did uh, Boogeyman on there. I think there were some other uh, songs from... Now, isn't that... Things. Who was the, uh, the, the crow in that? Wasn't it the dude from... Uh, uh, not Saved by the Bell. It wasn't Zach. It was... Uh, he was... Um, if you've seen uh, the second part of Interview with the Vampire, yeah. Queen of the Dam, he was... One of the vampires from that. Yeah, yeah. He had um, a short which, career. It was another soundtrack that was really good, the Queen of the Damned soundtrack. Um, that was pretty good. But pretty. It was all right. Not as cool movie as uh, the Crow Interview of the Vampire. Wow. The, the, those whole, you know, you know they're going to do those Anne Rice books. So they're going to try and do another 
cinematic universe with that bullshit now too, right? Uh, you know, sure your wife will be happy and all the other. Uh, you know, hey, I love to interview the vampire. Yeah, but there was know? something fun about that movie, and then the Queen of the Dam was unwatchable. Uh, it was it was pretty rough. Yeah, it was pretty rough. But on soundtrack wise, my, my wife th- those were some thing. good soundtracks. Okay, so you, uh, but you'll give us. Let's go. Crow two is your Crow first two. one. Crow two. Yeah, um, I'm gonna throw one out. I, I, and this is, I mean. Totally random. I mean, we're we're uh, all of a sudden. I'm like, fuck. We're gonna have a lot of like metal rock albums here. Yeah. Uh, not another teen movie, uh, which is not a very good film. But the entire soundtrack is covers of '80s songs done in metal and punk style. Um, and the whole soundtrack is like friggin' awesome. It's got Marilyn Manson on it. Um, it's got a uh, a punk version of 99 Luft Balloons that's like my favorite track mm-hmm. of all time. Was it done by like Goldfinger? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, I know that. Yeah, like, and you've heard all the stuff on that at, at some point or another. Uh, uh, you've heard most most of the. Uh, sorry, where Steve, Steve's getting a donut while we're doing the <laughs> podcast, like fucking things up over here. <laughs> sorry, Only the maple bar yeah. left. Sorry, Steve. What were you hoping for? Sprinkles. I, Just I'm, eat the fucking maple I'm bar. I'm partial to the sprinkles. But the dogs okay. ate the sprinkles. <laughs> I had the last sprinkled donut. Yeah, man, but not another teen movie. If you've huh. ever like sat down, that soundtrack, start to finish, so many great covers on that. Um, and uh, what is it? The, uh, uh, what is it? Uh, you know, uh, Tainted Love. Yeah. Uh, the, the really heavy version of Tainted Love Marilyn is on that. The Marilyn Manson one, which yeah. is a yeah. great cover. Um, I'm trying to think of some of the other ones. But that like that soundtrack, uh, since 2001 when that movie came out, I have listened to that soundtrack way too many times. Yeah. Like, it's really a good soundtrack. So Go ahead, Chris. What do um, you got? I, I had a few. But one that um, it just kind of hit me the other day because it was on, on HBO or something. Uh, an artist that I don't even really like that much. But the soundtrack for Magnolia. Have you ever seen that film? I have, yeah, with the that frogs. That is a trippy movie. Yeah, uh, really intense. Like I, I remember really loving it when I first saw it, and it was it was one of my favorite movies for a while. Um, but I think the soundtrack is so is that, important. That's a Wes Anderson movie, isn't I it? I think it might be. Is that? Yeah, I think so. Um, like but the soundtrack is so important that at one point, and in, in one of the the most emotionally tense parts of the movie, the song plays, and the characters are all in different places mouthing and singing the words and singing along to the song it's it's like key to that movie uh, now again i'm not a big fan of amy mann she's kind of like sleepy for me but i thought that soundtrack was such an important part of the film that i had to talk about it okay um magnolia huh Magnolia, it's a trippy movie. I'm not is that part that of the Medea movies? No. No? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's a black... It's, no, it's, it's a very bizarre film. It is. And it's long. Like, long it's as... Long. And it's got Tom Cruise, sort of... Uh, uh, it's Tom Cruise. And He's, he does, like... Um, what do you call them? Like, He's the seminars? Self-help. Yeah, self-help, like self-help seminars. Seminar. When did this come out? Oh, this was, like, it's, late 90s, yeah. early really? 2000s. Yeah. yeah. Um, what's it? Julianne Moore's in it. I was Moore's in college in when it. it came out. Jason Robards uh-huh. is in it. It's a good film, um, but it's long, and it's a little it's a little plotting, and the ending is, like, comes out of fucking left field. That's what's so great about it. Well, and it's, like, know. the kind of the premise of the film, Steve, is it's, like, these people are all living these mm-hmm. lives, and it's, like, uh, what, you know, the thing that connects them all together ends up being this, uh, is it, like... A storm of frogs, you would it's, call it's, it. This is really like I think the point that they're trying to make is that you know, like really bizarre things happen, like the unexplainable and the in the totally unpredictable things in life happen. Yeah. Um, and there's no rhyme or reason for them, yeah, quite literally. Yeah. And then at an, like at the end of the film, it like a a pestilence of frogs rains from the sky, 
And like, like totally unexplained. Oh, no reason. Doesn't tell you why. It just sort of happens, you know. And then it's like, and it's, it, 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 yeah, totally. It's like it's very like a mainstream art house film. Let's like when you sit get there going, "What the fuck?" Did yeah, I yeah. Just and in the movie theater, I was like, "What the fuck is going Wait, on? What the hell was? Yeah, this? What? yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's frogs raining down. Yeah, I don't yeah. know that it's your speed of film, but it's it's interesting. Like it's yeah. an interesting movie. So, but it's long. Like. Like strap in Lord of the Rings, yeah. people going for yeah. a walk long. But, you know? but oh, for shit. me, it was totally worth the the, the length of the film. Um, it makes you I will really tell you that I've watched it one time since I saw yeah. it in the movie theater. It's it's right there with the English Patient for me for movies that I'm oh, good. No, no, no killing no, no. me small. Do not do that. Okay, yeah, don't put that in the same. Uh, uh, Steve, you got another one you want to share, or you uh, you got your two? Um, you know, actually, anything from. Uh, Say Reservoir Dogs or even Pulp oh, Fiction. Oh yeah, anything oh. Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, Tarantino. Yeah, man. Any, always a great Tarantino, soundtrack. I mean, uh, I think uh, Reservoir Dogs is a great selection for a movie know, soundtrack. Yeah. And in the '90s, you know, when I was just a, a young punk kid, where I was so close-minded in what I listened to, if it was not, you know, The Exploited or Black Flag or Circle Jerks, I wasn't listening to it. And it wasn't until <sighs> it wasn't until jerks. I started, mm-hmm. li- you know, watching Tarantino movies, and it totally opened me up to this whole new world of music. You know, all this weird, you know, 70s crap. And, mm-hmm. and it, was, it was just cool, man. It just really opened my mind up to some different stuff. Yeah. And uh, I really love, love the Tarantino soundtracks, like yeah. the Reservoir Dogs yeah. and Pulp Fiction. Again, but, very crucial but to don't the you, storytelling. But don't you feel like uh, uh, it's like, uh, for whatever reason, the 90s, like the 80s films were very, like, of their time. Like yeah. when you listen to like, Breakfast Club and shit like mm-hmm. that, uh, it's like 16 Candles. It's always like these pop songs from the day. Yeah. Something happened in the 90s with like Tarantino's films or like Swingers or yeah. like all of a sudden you had all these really great movie soundtracks coming out. And, and that I, were not from that time. No, and it was just like, like not gonna, a single track. And I think yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy is a perfect example of yes. like, let's pluck something that's not of this moment and like apply it to this film and yeah. watch how it happens. Yeah. So, but that's a great choice, dude. Reservoir yeah, Dogs. Absolutely. I, I, and I have, I got to introduce one, and we're going to go way past five, but that's fine. That's fine. Um, I don't know if you guys ever saw it, but I, I like EDM. Like I, I enjoy electronic dance music, and I know I'm the only one in this room that you does. You are the only and one. That's Very dramatically the only I, one. That's fine. I have no problem with that. <laughs> um, I, but I like a, a wide variety of music. You know, I can sit down and listen to jazz and sit down and listen to EDM and be perfectly happy. You sit down and listen to that? I do. Oh, yeah. Fuck, it just melts you out, right? I, no, dude. I like to read while you're I listen to music. To it? No, hell no. Uh, that's yeah. like these kids come into the class and they're listening to like techno. And I look at them like they're aliens. Like, how do you just sit and enjoy I like techno. this it's, constant you know what? loop it's like, of crap? It's, it's the guys who play that crappy-ass Nintendo 8-bit music. Yeah. Have you heard that? Yeah. I, I like that, too. Yeah. Okay, I, you're fired. <laughs> you're so fired. That is terrible. I had to sit there when I smoked. I had to sit there on the steps of the, the uh, San Diego Convention Center during con one year. Okay. Trying to have a cigarette while this jack-off behind me. Has got this on his iPod, blaring the speakers because we all want to fucking hear it. <laughs> yeah, right. And finally, I turned around. I was like, "Dude, you want to turn that the fuck down?" And he looked at me like, "Are you fucking with me?" I said, "I'm really not fucking with you, dude. Like, turn it down." And then when I leave, you can turn it back up, and everybody else can fucking enjoy the Legend of fucking Zelda. You know? And he turned it down. Turned it down. What is it all? I got my way, dude. It was terrible, dude. 
And then it would like change up to like Super Mario, and you're like, yeah. this is fucking music today? Oh. Yeah. So, anyways, we were talking about your uh, terrible selection no, I love, of music. Uh, I love uh, the soundtrack from Run, Lola, Run, Lola, Run, if you've never seen that film. It's a great film. It's a really good film. The music oh, it, man, you guys are pulling us. Oh, that's, that's where films. we met. I don't know what the fuck uh, you're talking uh, about. No, that's where we met. Uh, what's it? Uh, you know, the Duhas. Du. Yeah. Duhas. Oh, you know that? Rammstein? Rammstein. Yeah, Rammstein. That was oh, where God. his sort of introduction to uh, the so, West. And he fucking danced and like sprock it. Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> Interpretive dance wearing like, black fucking leotards. And then we should dance. <laughs> look, it's not for everybody. Just the same as the same as uh, uh, the Devil's Rejects is not for everybody. It is Ooh. not for everybody. It's for people that only like bad films. Right. Um, but it's uh, you know. It's one of those things that for me, uh, Run Lola Run, uh, that soundtrack, it, it really introduced me to techno. Uh, uh, because I'm like Steve, uh, when I was 18, 17, I was very close-minded on what I listened yeah. to. Yeah. I liked rock music. Um, I had discovered punk music when I was like 16. I loved grunge. I loved mm-hmm. grunge music at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but it was like not until my you know, mid-20s. I guess I was like 22 when I discovered that type of music but uh, you know we had grown up with jazz and stuff like that mm-hmm. but that was my dad's elevator music that I never wanted yeah. to listen to yeah. now I like love it um, because you know I'm my dad's age so it's like oh well, it's like I'd like to <laughs> eat some brie and listen to some smooth yeah. jazz you but know only at room temperature <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> go ahead Chris what do you got for um, us I, I got a bunch but um, for me a soundtrack needs to have it, it needs to be uh, crucial to the film otherwise you know what are we doing um, why is it even there in the first place listening to music yeah I mean it's eh. If it's just kind of there to be ambient, then, then it becomes like a Michael Bay movie yeah, where it's like we're yeah. just going to play fucking Aerosmith rock songs in yeah. the middle of Armageddon yeah. for no good reason. Yeah, I mean that that kind of bugs me. Yeah, um, but one that the the music was so crucial. I got actually two right here, uh, but Gross Point Blank was one that oh, the music was so crucial Total. because she was a DJ and it was tied you just like with these other films to that time period. Yeah. Tag teaming with that high fidelity. I did. You stole an, my next one. That another was like totally one. on my list. Anything John Cusack, I was gonna you know, say, in I that period. I think somebody's in love with John Cusack. Right yeah, now. yeah. Oh, dude, don't get me wrong. I'm totally all about John Cusack. Uh, Chris even War Incorporated. Chris in the front of the house holding the radio Fox. above his head. I, and I won't even go up. into say anything. <laughs> I, looking back at that one, I... I looked at the... Uh, Say anything? Yeah. That's not... That's all right. It's not, it's not, it's my, not great. Man. But it's definitely not Gross Point Blank's Gross soundtrack. Point Blank was a very cool soundtrack. It was a good soundtrack. Yeah. You know what, though? Uh, High Fidelity mm. is like one of my favorite movies of all time. It's a great movie. Great book, by the way, if you've never read it. Um, yeah. But the, the movie, fucking love that movie. Yeah. And, yeah. and playing uh, 99 Red Balloons to a fight scene while he's killing somebody in... Yeah. It, it's just great. It was <laughs> yeah. like, to me, it was like one of the best songs in that movie. Yeah. Um, Gross Point Blank. In Gross Point Blank. Yeah. Uh, it, it was rad. Yeah. It was yeah. so cool, man. There was, I mean, those two movies, but once again, uh, late 90s, yeah. uh, early yeah. 2000s. I mean, there was, but they were going back to the 80s music. They, played, they yeah, were back a little, farther. But they were, yeah. but I, I feel like it's like when you think of movies with great soundtracks, uh, I, I think like you can go to Easy, like Easy Rider has a great yeah. soundtrack. Yeah. yeah. Fantastic soundtrack, but that's an obvious you know, statement. Yeah. Um, uh, be, especially the further away you get from it, you know. Yeah. But I feel like, uh, I, I, like another obvious one would be like Forrest Gump. I was totally For, Forrest Gump is like the, it's like literally like a time life greatest hits. Dude, listen, yeah. All, all, yeah, all they did was actually take those songs and then they just wrote a movie after the songs. <laughs> yeah, kind of, kind of, yeah. Like that's I mean, it really not a lie. is. Yeah, it's not a lie. But uh, uh, so let's go through what do we got again. I, we got Crow Two. Crow 2, uh, I've got Pulp Fiction and Reservoir Dogs. Yeah, I went Run, Lola, Run and uh, not another teen movie. Mine were a little more off the beaten path than these guys. Well, uh, Magnolia. I had Magnolia and then the John Cusack 
duo. Duo. And if you've never seen High Fidelity, uh, oh, Jack God, Black's yeah. version of, of Let's, <laughs> Let's Get, Get it, it On at the end of that movie is like fucking to die for. Yeah. I genius. love it. And Jack Black is great in that. Yeah, because he gets good. to be himself. And then it's got the guy from uh, Clerks 2 is like the his counterpart. Like the Is that who that is? Yeah, it's that same guy. And he's oh, sort of like, oh, uh, uh, yeah. He's really good in that. Yeah, that's, it's a fun um, movie. That's a Lisa fun Monet movie. is in that? I cannot stand her. She was okay in that movie, yeah, though. She was all right. She, yeah, you know, whatever. Yeah, whatever. She's a Cosby kid. And I'm not, some slack. No, not feeling it. But uh, that movie on the whole, what, totally what, great. What? Totally great. So, uh, awesome, guys. Awesome. So, uh, uh, we're going to move. Actually, I'm kind of surprised he didn't go with the Resident Evil soundtracks. Like, like the, every one of those films I'm has. I'm a Slipknot fan, dude. Oh, well, all right. Uh, yeah, and those movies okay. are. You well, know, this weekend is not festival, but, and I'm not. Going I, you know, it's funny. I really enjoyed the first one, and then they've gotten progressively worse. They really have. Like every, well, really, that's like, not see, true. I actually hate. I hate all of them. Oh, really? I'm not a. Fan you don't of like because you don't all. like Spider Monkey on uh, Mountain Dew zombies. No, it's not that. It's no because the zombies weren't. The zombies weren't running in that. No. It was the those liquor things. That's that where it went off the rails things. for me. No, that's that's all. It's a video game. It's a video game movie, and it plays like a video game. Yeah, like you found. The key card, yeah, and then sure. you can, oh my god, you can what advance was that movie to level two? With the, the, the Silent Hill, the Silent Hill movie played the same way. Oh, really? I really like the Silent I, I, Hill. To movie. me, I, I felt like you just trigger things in the movie that lets did, you go to the. Did next anybody level. see the second one at all? Of what Silent, Silent Hill? Hill? No, I didn't see either one. one. It was no. not. Now they tried was, to make it like a hardcore horror film, and they they yeah, failed. Yeah, fucking I'm, I'm not a fan of. What was the movie with the Rock? That was modeled after a shooter game. Doom. Doom. Oh my no, god! That's that unwatchable. Uh, when it got to the point where movie. you go into first person shooter, that I was mode, okay with though. Like, I was, I was like, oh my well, god, are we I really love, doing dude, this? I remember, I remember the first PlayStation click, click, game. You, you know, know. Uh, the, you know, Doom was on PlayStation. Me and my buddy Ed would play that shit, dude, all night long. And when they were coming out of the movie, we we're like, okay, that's cool, check it out. Yeah. Saw it, and I was like. Nah. Whoa, man! It was bad. Sucks, and you know what's funny? Dude. It was him and what's his face? That was uh, uh, isn't Carl Urban in that movie? Or uh, yeah, like Carl yes, Urban's the number from, two uh, in that Priest. movie. I don't, you no, know what, it's you're not. Right. It's you know, not what I was him, watching the other night. Oh, Ghost okay. Ship. He's in that. Yeah, like yeah. for sure, right? That's I, a good movie. That's a, I love Anyways. that movie. Um, but no, uh, uh, the, you know what? Let me defend the first per- person shooter sequence. That's oh, the first that's time. so dumb. No, man, that's fun. We've never seen something like that in a movie before. Like, I'll give you that, but it that was camera work, as hell. Yeah, but the camera work had never... Well, okay. They made a PG-13 All right. version of, I still think it's of, dumb. of an attack of demons from hell. Like, Doom as a concept is aliens. You get that, right? I get it. But that was a... Terrible version yeah, of it was, whatever. Yeah, it was a terrible, terrible Un- movie. Unfucking watchable. Yeah. Like, no, uh, we, we watched it a few times here at the house. That I was like Batman and Robin. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was yeah. that bad. It was yeah, pretty you know, bad. So. It was pretty fucking bad. No, we, we live in I just read here. something, Steve, the other day that would have infuriated you. Do you know who was originally supposed to play Robin in the, uh, the second Michael Keaton Batman movie? Uh, who? Marlon fucking Waynes. See what I'm saying? What? <laughs> insert insert a Wayne's brother here, man, and you've got you've got comedic genius. Tim Burton had originally cast Marlon Wayne's as the the Robin for Batman Returns. Hey, wow. just because I'm a Tim Burton fan doesn't mean he hits on the mark every time. No, I mean, yeah, did you see he was gonna do uh, Superman with Nicolas Cage? Oh did you yeah, see those that's photos? Like- I mean, come on. Oh, that yeah. movie was insanity, dude. And like that yeah. Planet of the Apes he did, that was terrible, no, too. That no. sucked. But that, I, I, that, I read that, and I was like, this can't be real. And then what had happened was they cast him, 
And he, uh, uh, they had too many characters in the second Batman film because they had yeah. like the Christopher Walken character, Catwoman, yeah. the Penguin, and Batman. And they're like, we don't get enough screen time to like flesh this story out. Yeah. So, so they were like, we'll save him for the next movie. And he, they recast him with Chris O'Donnell when they switched directors. Well, thank God for that. Well, you see, of the Burton ones, like the second one with the Penguin... That was my favorite. But you actually. know the Batman I'm Forever. Glad they didn't ruin it with the a Batman Val Kilmer. The Batman Forever. That was roughly the script that Burton that they had put forward, wow. and uh, they were going to use they were going to use Billy D. Williams as Two Face. Mm. Like I, I feel like oh, if you God. take I think that, I've read something about that before. But check it out, man. If you take that same script, I've always felt this way. If you take that same script and you make it like not as campy, because the Jim Carrey stuff, he actually plays a pretty good Riddler. I think he's. Pretty perfect for that. I can't stand it. I oh, just, but here's the problem, though. If is you could that, take some of the Jim Carrey out of the Riddler, yeah. But the problem is when if you have a juxtaposition, if you have like a good Two Face that's like sort of like smooth, and you have like crazy goofy Riddler along with like a very angry Two Face, as yeah. opposed to Tommy Lee Jones, that was really who, overacting. He was doing his best Jack Nicholson, yeah. like from the first movie, yeah, as yeah. much as he could, like. And See, then you get rid of Chris O'Donnell. I'd even rather have Marlon Wayans and Chris to me, O'Donnell. To me, man, no. like no, everything I from like Jim Carrey in the '90s, there was it was Jim Carrey just being Jim Carrey. Yeah, I yeah. mean, you know, and try watching Ace Ventura. Oh yeah, I mean, sure. When's the last time you saw Ace Ventura? The first one's too? pretty funny. Yeah, but when's the last time you saw the, the second, second one? The second one is not funny. Um, it's it's awful. Well, Bumble, it's so Bumblebee bad. Tuna. That's a great. That's a great part. Yeah. Your balls are showing. When he no. When, <laughs> when, when he birthed when out, of the rhino, out of the rhino, that's yeah. pretty goddamn great. Still to this day, it's bad. How dude. long has it been since I've seen any of the Ace Ventura movies? Probably, I don't know. Probably about two, maybe three. The years first ago. one's pretty much infinitely quotable. But he's yeah. like, he's like, uh, Ace, can I get some of that gum? No, you can't. And that's none of your damn business, Dan Marino. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the whole Finkel and Einhorn. Einhorn is Finkel. <laughs> that was a great scene. And and you know. You Ace can't Ventura. hate on the first Ace Ventura. No, I'm, I'm no. talking but, about the but second But like I said, you know, Jim Carrey. After that, it was just it was just the same thing yeah, over and over and over. And it wasn't that. until it wasn't until he started, trying, you know, he I think noticed that as an actor, and he started trying to branch out and to do some different films that you know, like uh, the Truman Show, where he wasn't great film. He wasn't Jim Carrey as Jim Carrey. You know, that happens to a lot of actors. You see it happen to that was Peter Weir, right? You know, um. Uh, Will Smith. Don't know. Every Will Smith movie was Will, Will Smith as Will Smith. As in, you did not shoot that green shit at me. Right? <laughs> yeah, and it's yeah. that every movie. And then he did like Ali and he started breaking out of that mold. Well, you know? I mean, it's, it's, let me ask you a question about Jim Carrey because I know how I feel. Are you guys excited for Dumb and Dumber 2? Not, Not at all. Really? Because I think it looks no. fantastic. Will I see it? Not in the theater. I'll probably see it when it comes out. I'll let out you know when it comes I'll out. I'll tell you what. My eight-year-old is really jazzed about Dumb and Dumber 2. I think that movie looks hilarious. The Farrelly brothers have not made a, a movie that, like since me, myself, and Irene. I, I, shouldn't, I shouldn't say that because they've had some other movies that I've enjoyed. But um, I'm looking forward to it. And I love Jeff Daniels and Jim Carrey. Is as it a coming comedian. out at Christmas? It comes out the, in like two weeks, like November the 17th. Honestly, so. I am way too heartbroken about losing the newsroom. To to watch Jeff Daniels play, dude, that I couldn't get into yet. the second season, man. I was all gun ho the first one. You, you gotta the second season is not as good as the first. No, yeah. it's not. But the, the end of the second season pulled it out. It's yeah. it's all right. They're all gonna right. they they're only doing six episodes. You know that, right? What the last thing I'm they're doing? So mad. Six episodes. That's all you get, and it's done. That hey, tomorrow night's the end of Boardwalk Empire for me. Oh, it's such and a good I've show, a, man. I've been a big fan of that since the very beginning. This season's so. been brutal. Woo! 
Ooh, has it been? I Man, almost, I tell dude, you. When, when I, I, Chucky White has been my favorite character on TV for the last, like, him and uh, uh, what's-his-face that died at the end of last season, Jack Harrow. Like, when Jack Harrow was uh, sitting on the boardwalk bleeding out, I yeah. was like... See, to me, I, I used to call him the original Two-Face. He's great, dude. Yeah, he was, he was awesome in that. Uh, what's his name? Houston. Uh, Jack Houston is his name, the actor. Uh-huh. He's, man, that guy, he's been up for so many different roles. They had him up at, for uh, uh, Doctor Strange for a hot minute. And I'm like, please, please, God, yes. He's such a good actor. You know, he, he did that small part in uh, American Hustle Fuck as yeah, a gangster. Dude. I thought he was pretty good in that, yeah, dude. I yeah. was like, you know, he looks like a smiley, you know, nice guy. But this is the type of guy that will put a bullet in the back of I your think head. he'd make a good Joker in the new Batman films, too. Mm-hmm. Like, they're going to have to recast that shit at some point. So, but let's not get into DC. That'll just make me angry. You're right. <laughs> um, uh, okay, so we got a new segment that we're going to do brought to you by me. Uh, uh, we're, I, I, I'm, the, I'm like still a hardcore gamer in my later days here. Uh, and I want to, uh, every week, uh, like we do the second chance movies, I just want to introduce a, a game that uh, is like a game maybe you haven't played, something you might want to give a chance to, uh, uh, something, uh, especially for those of us in our older days here, um, that we don't have the time to sit down and play fucking RPGs that last for 59 hours, you know? Um, <laughs> but do you want to find something you can play for like 15, 20 minutes at a go and run away from? Um, I have two games. Uh, the first one I want to introduce is the hot game that's out, the uh, Alien Isolation. If you love horror and you love fucking Alien movies, then this, the, the original Alien, not so much Aliens, Aliens, but like yeah. Alien, Alien 3, sort of like the one monster versus a group of people, this is the game for you, man. Like, go out, buy it. Uh, totally worthwhile. Get it on your PlayStation. Get it on your Xbox. Um, I haven't had a game that made me jump in a while, uh, but this game is definitely it. And I've actually had to walk away from the game at certain points because I'm so <laughs> stressed out. Like, uh, and, and that only happens to me in like limited doses. But uh, uh, I was telling the guys about it earlier, and I just wanted to bring it up on the show. Uh, but Alien Isolation. Now, your, uh, your, your chance game of the week here. You guys are going to laugh at me because we've been mocking the lawyer game endlessly on the podcast like since it came out, right? No, no, no. I came across a gem of a game called Papers, Please. Okay? No, no, no. There's a lot of great independent games being made out there. Okay. Uh, uh, but me. Papers, Please. The whole premise of Papers, Please is that you are a uh, resident of a fictional uh, sort of eastern bloc country. It's, and it's called Aristocracy. And it's all these like false countries around you. And you work at the fucking paper. You're the, the passport stamp guy. All right. So it's, I, I know, like it sounds stupid. And when I read about the game, is my like, expression the same as his? <laughs> it's, he's I'm like, blank right now. Like, yeah. really? Just work with me. Okay. So, so you're the passport stamper guy. Okay. So it's a puzzle matching game, <laughs> okay. is what it really is. Okay. So at, at its heart, it starts out simple and you get a passport. And people try to get like fakies by you. So you have to like double check each of the things. And then it gets more complicated and more paperwork comes in. But while this is all going on, there's a subplot of. You have a wife and a family that you've got – every person you get through, you basically win like $5, right? But oh shut up. God. Just listen. Jesus Christ. Just I sh- feel like I'm going to have like a nervous <laughs> breakdown just listening to this, the, the setup of this game. No. So the game sounds like stupid. Yeah, it does. It really does. And, and it's like super like low-tech oh, graphics. Oh, my God. But what happens is – what happens is as you're playing, it's like you start to get more involved with like this – like the world of the game. And so you get home at night 
And if you fuck up on passports, they start like charging. They like you get five demerits. Like you lose five dollars of your income, and then you get home and you're like, well, fuck! I only made thirty five dollars today. My rent is thirty bucks, and I have. Oh. Do I pay for food or do I pay for heat? Like my mother in law is. What is dying? this? The game of life? <laughs> no, dude. Like- Holy crap! This and is why I got a college education, so like, I don't have to deal no, with a like lot of that. No, it's like living in fucking Soviet, like like <laughs> in Russia. Not like, you're telling me that you know, like. Oh. You know they're they're selling little Natalia into sex slavery, <laughs> and you you've got to figure it out or not. It isn't like I've got a very special set of tools. Like you know they're like it's not oh, fucking taking the game. Like a bunch <laughs> of Albanians, like crime syndicate. Like it doesn't have any of that. And this is why there's I think, none of that. Oh, this is why this, this is, is a badass game. This is a winning Do you segment. Go grocery shopping at some point. Uh, you Liam, actually you have Liam to decide Neeson, whether or not you want to buy medicine for like I, I oh always let the God. mother-in-law die first. Does Liam Neeson like ever show up and and like he's looking? for his daughter is it if no. there's none of that i'm out like, i'm out man. is it called poverty the game poverty the game it kinda, it's should be called in soviet russia <laughs> <laughs> and then at, <laughs> we play games like only, our lives you only, you only reach a safe point when you have to wait in a line dull and boring <laughs> i can't believe you're talking about this no. <laughs> oh my god this is why this is why this is a this segment like is gonna be comic idea. gold like every week. This is like the worst fucking idea for a game of I'm telling you listeners at home, try papers please. It's like you can get it No, you can get it's like three ninety nine. Oh my god. You, you have from, to pay four dollars for this. It's not even a dollar. It's called, it's not free. It's called depression and suicide, the game. <laughs> But it's, <laughs> mommy, mommy, can we eat this week? Well, here's, here's the <laughs> here's the best part. So while you play the game, like people will, like because you can mess up on two passports per day without losing oh, money, right? Geez. So then they give you choices. Like there's like a guy that comes through and he's like, "Oh, my wife is right behind me," and then she comes up and she doesn't have all the paperwork. So then I got to make the choice: do I put her through or do I not put her through? Oh, my <laughs> you see, it's things like this that make. This game's so no, awesome. No, no, <laughs> no. It's it's so wonderful because then when you fail and you're like, it was like one time, uh, uh, like all my family died, and so like when you die, it has save points. So you like go back to the beginning of that day, but like I was like, wow. oh, so you gotta start over. No, oh, you just go yeah. <laughs> with a new family. <laughs> right. It's not In Soviet Russia. When family die, you just start now, is there over. Alcoholism involved. And- I don't know. I haven't gotten that far yet. Oh, I, I assume God. there is. That's why everybody's wow. fucking drunk and drinking vodka there, dude. Because like it's just miserable. So yeah, if you get a chance, go find Poverty the Game, and uh, it's called <laughs> fucking Papers, oh, please. Papers, please. Papers, papers please. papers, please. All right, so Daddy, uh, I'm hungry. We're gonna we're gonna try out something we've never done. Uh, we got a couple new segments this week, so we're gonna try one. Uh, it's gonna be called For or Against. All right. I'm still tripping on this game, dude. I can't get past it. <laughs> Who the hell invents this game? Exactly. You know, like, what? What? you know what? The worst part is, that is, is this guy sitting around is like, you know what, man? Fuck these people, man. Not supporting independent games. <laughs> You know, know right? fuck, dude. I know. You know, I make I make fucking papers, please. And it's like nobody gives a shit because it fucking sucks, yo. <laughs> no, this game's yeah. actually selling. Like people are <laughs> oh buying this game. God. Oh shit! It's a guys. I want to meet the person. I, I want the person to come on who hold invented on, hold on, this hold on. game. I'd love to have the, the fucking talk developer. This here's of here's papers, what I'm gonna do. Here's what I'm gonna do. In. I will buy each of you a copy. <laughs> no. The humble bundle. That's what we're getting for Christmas. And you are getting a fucking copy of Papers, Please to play. Watch how quickly we become addicted to this. I'm telling you, man. I'm afraid of. I read about it like in one of my my nerd magazines. It's happened before where, where Ron has said something to me and then like a month or two later I gotta come I text him and I go, 
fucking ass you were right <laughs> like you know? wait a minute how, about what like, we're talking about indiana jones and the temple of doom I right and watched it and i said you know what ron is got he's hitting the mark on everything you brought up here god damn it i don't want and to now you right. can't unwatch it like I, now you when know, you watch it you're like you just, just, it, you're just like, like you know sheldon's what? red hands yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> all right so that's so what, what all segment so what we start? all right we're doing for or against this is a new segment oh, okay. all right for all right. or against so the the the, the thing is we're going to talk about some of the new shows that we've all gotten a chance to watch this season um, and we're going to let two of us uh, argue about whether or not the show is good or bad and uh, we'll let the third person who's not in the argument make the decision on who wins the argument all right oh, so, is that go. fair all right so i i want to start with uh the flash all oh, right so oh, the way it'll be is uh, chris and i are going to talk about the flash steve and you'll decide uh the winner uh, after we'll say if, like three or four minutes, how's okay. that? Oh, we'll each, we'll right. each voice our side. All right. All right. So Chris, uh, we both saw the Flash. We were both excited oh. for the premiere. Tell me about the Flash. Oh my God, the Flash lives up to the CW stamp of quality. <laughs> it's it's friggin' like Vampire Diaries with superheroes. It's it's so cheesy and so bad, but not trying to be cheesy and bad. The writing is bloody awful. There was like one moment in the Flash that was actually funny, and I can't even remember what it was now. Uh, there was more than one, but please oh keep going. Oh my god, it's so terrible! And there, there are so many holes in like the logic of the show. Okay, because a show about a man that like there's runs... still got to be logic to the show. No, superhero there shows still... do not require logic. Okay, well, I mean we don't just go ahead and wait. wait I got to jump in here a little bit. We don't yeah. just start throwing out the window like, oh, we don't breathe air anymore. We no. still have some fundamentals. No, and they set up rules you know? in the first episode where he was running and his clothes caught on fire. Then he gets mad in this last episode, takes off running, and didn't even heat up. What, does he have flame-retardant clothes now? He didn't run fat, far enough, Chris. Oh, okay. There wasn't That's enough friction. Was. There wasn't enough friction. Is that all you got? I'm Come calling on. Bull- no, I could go on forever. Well, then please you do go so. ahead. No, no. Go no. Ahead. All right, all right. I want to hear the flip side. Okay, so Chris likes Arrow, which I've tried and just can't get into it. It's uh, like I'm going to backtrack on that one, too. It's like a little Batman light for me, and yeah. I'm just not. It's a little dark and a little silly. Um uh, and I don't hate it. I get it. It's just not my cup of tea. I just don't think that a dude that shoots arrows is a superhero. Like, I don't care how awesome his arrows are, Hawkeye. I'm looking at you. Uh, yeah. You're not an Avenger. You're just Jeremy Renner. Um, yeah. So, uh, but The Flash. The Flash is a quintessential DC hero. And he's fun. Oh, my God. He's no designed, DC sucks. He's designed to be fun, dude. He's not designed to be dark and serious. He's not Batman. He's not Superman. It's not fun, though. It is fun. The show's fantastically oh fun. He runs fast. He's, like, got problems. There's, like, little dark secrets going on in the background. It's a fun show. And, and I, I realize why you don't like it. It's the same reason you don't like Smallville. Because you do not enjoy joy. Like, you do not enjoy any sort of joy in your, in your superheroes or your team. Like, you love Gotham, even though they're... I don't love Gotham. You don't love Gotham? No, hell so no. So what superhero show do you like, Chris? Um, let me think. None, because you have no joy in your heart. <laughs> no That's joy. Why. You know what? Um, the guy that plays Flash is perfect. He's totally I, he's, perfect. He's okay. Wow. He's okay. He's, I, think, I think Ron's... Uh, He's he's got a little man crush going on. I think no, so, man. I'm not he like is perfect. I'm there, not like looking to give mm, him a hand ski or anything. There's some major <laughs> other problems that I have with Flash. Um, first of all, this latest episode, you have a dude who turns into mist. Okay, cool. That's a badass power. Yeah, I love it. Agree. How are they gonna lock him up? They're not. Yeah, but they did. But they're not. Okay. He'll escape. Of course, but 
They put him in a containment unit. Okay. Okay. It has to be airtight, right? Sounds good. How's he breathe? He's missed. How would he breathe in? He still has to breathe. No, he doesn't. He was breathing in the effing episode. He turned into mist. Why would he need to breathe? He only can turn into mist for a limited amount of time. Then he loses all of his strength. Yeah, I get what you're saying. What I'm saying is maybe he he absorbs the oxygen through his skin. There's no oxygen in the room. If it's airtight, he can't. They can't put oxygen in it. You can put oxygen in a vacuum. He, really? He's in a vacuum? Well, how else would it be airtight, dumbass? There's still got to be air vents. No, there doesn't. I don't, I don't, okay, maybe I don't understand I don't, the science. I, I haven't built any <clears throat> containment units, so, you know, I don't but know. But there's got to be logic to this. It's if a the contain- guy's missed, you can't contain him it's unless a you can keep system. him from becoming missed. It's the same with, like, when they're working with, like, Ebola or something like but that. Like, the they work time, in a contained system. You know, system. like, that aside, is the acting any good? Yeah, oh, it's no. fine. No. Yeah, it's great. It's really got Jesse cheesy. L. Martin from uh, uh, no, it's not who's cheesy. really cheesy, and no. I love that guy. Jesse L. Martin, who used to be on Law and Order and, and Rent, Rent and Smash, he's a great actor. Uh, the guy that plays Barry Allen, he's fun. It's a fun show. It's it's bad. You get to go to it's Star Labs. Bad. It's like you're getting to see like parts of the DC universe we've never gotten to see before. And I like that as uh, uh, as its own show. It's got a fun tone to it. It's not so like fucking brooding like every episode of Arrow has been. And and it's I fine. agree with you on that. It's like it's it's lighthearted fair, and not all superheroes need to be and the Dark Knight. That's the only way it's even remotely watchable, is that it doesn't tonally. Steve, I think the problem is it takes itself too seriously. No, tonally, Steve, it's a lot like the Superman films from the seventies. Like if you can watch those movies and enjoy them, you can watch the Flash and enjoy the Flash. Then I'm going with Chris exactly. because those exactly. movies suck. Exactly, <laughs> I did not like those they are at all. Dated and. The Flash is trying to capture that dated. All like, right, vibe. all right. So Steve has made his decision. Chris wins this argument. All right. So <laughs> our now, next, I want to say real quick, I'm still watching it. It's a good show. It's not a good show, but I'm still oh watching. Oh my god! It. All right. Our next discussion: uh, American Horror Story, uh, season three. Oh, uh, gentlemen, who would like to start How am on this I one? Stuck on oh this? wait, we're talking about season three. Or we can is... start talking about all of it. I don't care. Okay, American all Horror of it. Story. I uh, I like American Horror. Um, I especially like the first season. I like the whole spooky house thing. Um, I was in love with the intro of the damn show to begin with. Yeah. Um, That's the only part of that show I enjoy, but keep yeah. going. Yeah. It, yeah, it was capturing the creep factor. You know, I think it's a little edgy, you know, so it's Did I really pushing. have to see Kyle McLaughlin masturbate, though? Did that really have to happen? You know what? <laughs> it, it, in the first season... Um, Everything balances out because of that banging redhead. That, okay. The, the banging okay. redhead. When she's the, the nurse, banging right? redhead maid. Yeah, oh, the maid. There you go. Um, every, everything balances out with her in it. Okay. So, but it, it, I think it's spooky and it's creepy. Um, I have not finished season two. My sons were born then and I never finished. That was Coven. Season two was the Coven. No, that was the Asylum was the there second season. What was uh, the, the first one? Uh, that was the, the Horror House. house. The horror house. house. Oh, see, I didn't... I, I, I've only seen part of season three. The Coven. The Coven. The Coven, okay. actually, I like parts. I like oh season three. Oh, my God. Were parts of, that was so stupid. There were parts oh, of really? it that I liked. I there were parts of it that I liked. There were parts of it that I didn't like. Um, Talk about cheesy. But the oh, show's, my God. The show's, show's designed to be terrible. cheesy. You guys know that, right? Like, um, I didn't think the first season was. I thought the, the first season was really pretty, pretty, yeah, has pretty scary scenes and stuff. Asylum was like going in all kinds of crazy directions when I left it, so I don't know how they wrapped it all up. But, but it was, but you're it, still I mean, on board. Like you're season, a thousand percent on board of American on the, Horror the new season. Yeah, uh, what's that? Uh, Freak Freak Show. I've only seen one episode. I've recorded the other two. So far, I'm in. Um, 
because I, I like carnival shit and freaks to begin yeah. with, so okay. I'm kind of sold on that. Who doesn't? Uh, right. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I like how they go ahead and kind of keep reusing like Jessica Lange in it. I like yeah. you know, yeah. and the other now, the concept of is it, pretty I cool. Love. I thought that the third season Coven got a little CW. Maybe a little CW, a little. They were they were definitely trying to capture a, 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 a demographic with I got that you. one, I got and I noticed that in like in my little subculture that I am part of, so to speak. All of a sudden, you saw an influx of young girls who wanted to wear black and be witches. Oh my! I'm God. okay with off that. of that. Witches, I'm okay I with. We can sit with Stevie Nicks and sing at the piano. Uh, I agree. You know, uh, what the hell was that? But I don't like Stevie Nicks. <laughs> I don't even mind Stevie Nicks. The real, the real the witches that there? I know were were <laughs> they were, they kind of sat on the the fence on that one. They were like, eh, some of it was cool, and then some of it was bullshit. It's TV guys. So, at, at that point. Yeah. You but can't I mean, excuse I love, everything love, by saying it's listen, TV. Listen, I love Jessica Lange. Right, I, I think Jessica Lange is I, I an actor. I gotta take myself out of this argument. Listen, Keep going. Jessica Lange as an actor has been, has been awesome in every single season of it. Mm-hmm. I love her characters that mm-hmm. she plays. Um, in the third season, they brought in, uh, what's her name from Misery? Uh, Kathy, Kathy Bates. Bates. Kathy Bates who was, was great. awesome Phenomenal in that, man. She was great. She was really good. And I dude. like, uh, what's her face? Uh, uh, she's the two-headed girl on this season. Uh, yes, and she was. Sarah yeah. Paulson. Sarah Paulson, she was in the third season, and she was also in the second season. Yeah. She wasn't in the first season. She was not in the first season. Um, and she has been really rad. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, I, I dig, I dig. I just dig the characters that they're playing. I think they've got spot on actors. I have to watch the first two seasons because I, you can skip I the only, first season. Like really? seriously, you didn't which think one? The first season. Season was good? one was. Oh, I love the, the first worst season, of the bunch. Dude. Really, man, it's worse I than Coven. But wait, wait, wait! I'm going to pull myself out of this. I want to hear what you're the right, you're okay. the you're the, so other, the other side I, of this. I tried to come in partway through the third season, Coven, uh-huh. um, because I I'd seen it on the commercials and I thought, oh, that looks really creepy and looks really cool. And I was expecting a horror story. Coven, there was nothing scary or not a lot of horror in the third about one. No. That entire it was like friggin' chick drama the entire time. A little bit, yeah. And I was not on board with that. Then I saw the commercials for Freaks, and I'm like, oh, okay, Freak Show, whatever it's called. And I thought, okay, maybe they'll get back to their roots. Again, I haven't seen the first two seasons. I bought Asylum because it looked like it was an actual horror. Asylum's story. a good a good season. I, that's what I'm hoping. I Sorry. tried watching that first episode, and my wife was like in on the uh, season three. She's like, "Yes, I'm okay with this. It's cool." This one comes on, and about halfway through, we look at each other and it's like, "Is this friggin' boring or what?" And even she was like, "Yeah, I can't do this." And we both gave up after like halfway through the episode. Okay, we All watched right. the rest of it. But I just I I couldn't do I'm it. I'm looking at a body of work and not just <laughs> that's one the particular that's season. The problem. Like I thought, first season, I thought it had it had ghosts, it had horror. Here's the problem. You know? Here's my problem I had with the first season. And and I, I, before I get into my feelings on this, Steve easily won this argument. Like he, uh, uh, there's no horror in this thing. No, Steve wins the argument. Uh, definitely wins this argument. Thank uh, you. He you you owned it on this one. Now on the flip side of that, the first season of the You're show biased because you like the Flash. I do like the Flash. <laughs> that's, that's sour grapes. The first season of the show is quite literally like they threw too much against the wall to see what would stick, and they fixed that in the later seasons. There's like not so like think about all like see, you got a I fucking thought haunted in the house. Second season you was got like, mass murders. Like, in the second season, you had serial killers, you had demonic possession, you had alien abduction. Yeah, but it all you worked had, at like, least. 
You had Nazi criminals making mutant freaks. I mean, talk about all over the place. Yeah, okay. You know? I mean, it was cool. You know, I mean, well, don't it's say a, it's too much because I want. I still want to watch well, the like second. Said, the second season to me works better than the first Chris, season. I only that was halfway through the season. <laughs> I don't even know. What, I, I know actually. I know of something else that happens. Yeah, right. you don't know? tell me anything else. No spoilers. Um, no spoilers. Oh, and I then, intend to watch and then it. what's her name from uh, from Six Feet Under? The older lady. She was in. Oh yeah, yeah. I she played when the maid in the first season turns into the older maid. Right, right. She's been in uh, every season too, and she has been awesome. I don't know if she's in Freak. freak I show haven't not, seen the first. But she was uh, I saw awesome part in of the first dude, episode. Her character in the good. third. Her yeah, character in the third season was awesome. That the the, the fashionista redhead mm. from New York. Oh god, she man. bugged me. Oh, she was awesome, <laughs> dude. I love that character. It was so good. Dude. All right, awesome. So Chris, you're gonna you're gonna do the last one here. We're gonna talk about Star Wars Rebels. So Steve uh, Steve has only seen the first episode. I've seen the first two. I haven't watched the third episode yet. Um, uh, I'll go ahead and start this one. Uh, I, I think it's fantastic. I think uh, uh, it's a return uh, for some to what they feel the Star Wars universe is. I think uh, my only issue with it is, I, I, and this is like a larger issue in total, is I feel Disney is rewriting the Star Wars mythos because they've got it now and they can do whatever the hell they want with it. Um, they're, uh, uh, I mean, I'm an expanded universe guy, so I don't have a problem with the EU, but uh, this is definitely rewriting the expanded universe. Um, I, 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 uh, I like... Uh, the sense it's like Firefly in the Star Wars universe with this crew of people like it's a lot of fun um, there's stormtroopers uh, there's people with British accents being angry hey. at, at, at people running around there's TIE fighters there's fucking uh, 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 there's Wookiees I mean what is there not to like about the show you know go ahead is it me or is it Chris it's you buddy okay. go ahead well, I, I haven't seen so like as of right now um, I've seen a lot of uh, Disney's influence in the animation. Yeah. Which, <sighs> yeah. You know, it's like I'm looking at the characters' expressions and I'm like, you know what, man, I just saw this uh, on Frozen. Well, you know what it is? It's the same. Uh, they took all of the animation that they basically had built for Clone Wars. Yeah. And they've used it in this new show. And you can see that too, but I'm talking about the, like, the facial expressions yeah. of the characters. Yeah, yeah. You've seen a lot of Disney. Stylized. You didn't, you didn't see that in Clone Wars so much. Uh, bigger hated, eyes on all the characters. Dude, I hate, yeah, bigger eyes. I hated, I hated the goddamn Wookiees. The Wookiees in episode one the, uh, looked like these weird melted chocolate <laughs> bars, dude. I didn't like them, man. They looked so smooth. The texture of their fur wasn't there for me, and I didn't like that part. They, I really uh, was The problem not is with that it. that animation style does not lend itself to hair. Like at all? No, it really it like was really rough on that. It, 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 like I want to like the Re- I want to like Rebels because I am such a huge Star Wars fan, yeah, yeah. and I was a huge fan of the Clone Wars, but I hated the Clone Wars movie. Yes, and I didn't think they found their their feet until they started the show, and they didn't even find their feet until a couple of episodes in. This is the Clone much Wars. much better than the so, Clone Wars. So, we'll, like I said. I, I need to catch up. I need to watch the re, you know the other two episodes, and I'm going to keep watching. It. I, I do have one issue with this show: is the kid, uh, the the Jedi apprentice kid. Yeah, he's fucking Aladdin. He could not look more like Aladdin. <laughs> yeah, I man. am waiting for him to jump out and be like, "Got to be one step ahead of the bad guys." One yeah, man. Ahead of the sword. Yeah, you know, it's very like he is like the animation. Somebody was like, "Remember Aladdin? Like, yeah, yeah we should." 
We should draw him to look like Aladdin. That was very successful. We, made a good <laughs> we should do ton that. Of money on that. I do love uh, the Lasat, like bringing like that's the first time we've met a Lasat in the uh, the Wookiee like creature. Uh, mm. All of the like the stuff they do in this show. Very Ralph McQuarrie, like all of it yeah. across the board. Um, so much so that... And they went into that with that idea. Of, they had an uh, Easter egg in episode three where they had the, uh, the original Ralph McQuarrie drawing for Luke Skywalker. Like the gas the, mask thing? No, and the dude with like the, the older guy. Like, you know, they just put out the comic book, The Star Wars. Oh, yes, 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 that yes, yes, lead, yes. That Luke Skywalker, where it's Luke Skywalker and Anakin Starkiller, and Luke Skywalker is essentially like the Obi-Wan character. Yeah. Uh, they put a version of him into one of the foregrounds of the scenes. Oh, like, he cool. walks right by the camera, and yeah. uh, they mo-capped it. It's online. You can find it there. But, um, but yeah, I mean, to me, it's like they are really going into the Ralph McQuarrie stuff heavily. Somebody finally opened that vault and said... Have fun, guys. Uh, the Stormtroopers, they're very Stormtrooper-like. My only beef with the Stormtroopers is we got done with the Clone Wars, and the fucking Stormtroopers, so well-trained, so badass, and we're back to Stormtroopers that can't hit the side of a wall. Well, because the clones... Are clones of clones? They're, they're clones of Jango Fett. They're clones of, of, a, of a warrior, and we're Stormtroopers are recruited from planets. Right. Clones became... Oh, is okay, that what the difference is? Not, not all this... Well, well in, the, in, the, in what they call now legacy, uh, Star Wars legacy mm-hmm. stuff, is that clones were just too expensive to continue to make. Uh, right. When we control all these planets, so they just started recruiting from those planets. I and, always had a problem And with Commander that. Cody goes on to actually train stormtroopers. Mm-hmm. And he, in, in the books, Cody would say... These recruits are pathetic. They're nothing like the clones of the Republic. I watched a video of them boarding a ship where one of them knocks his head into yeah. a, a bulkhead. <laughs> a bulkhead. Yeah, you know? wow. um, so they're you know, making a little reference to yeah. uh, New Hope there. And um, so that's why they couldn't hit the broadside of a barn or the banjo because yeah. they just suck. They just yeah. don't. They're just, you know, as many as they can. In the mythos, isn't it? Uh, Vader's elite, the 501st, is the, the last group of clones. Like, they, they're all uh, clones. Yeah. So. And that's why his Vader's fist is like the badass guru, Penceforth, you know. Yeah. So, but I, I'm, I'm like a thousand percent on board because my theory is, is as bad as the Clone Wars movie was, was as like polar opposite as good as that show was by midway through season like two, you know, yeah. into season three. If this show starts where it is now and it continues to get better as it goes, yeah. like, and they continue to grow that mythos within the show, I feel like it's going to be like some of the best TV Star Wars we've had yet. It's so. hard for me to be against because I want to like it, but right now I'm, I'm lukewarm. I'm, I'm having a hard time with it. I'm conflicted. Fair enough. I'm really conflicted with it, so we'll see. All we'll right. have to come back. Let's, we'll, we'll revisit this segment okay. after yeah, the Yeah, there's not much season. of a decision here. It's like, I mean, he likes it, and you really like it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're only right. three Who episodes went, in. Uh, so uh, let's like it. <laughs> let's, let's touch on this at the end of this season. We'll let's put a do pin it again. It. We'll put a pin in this okay. one. Awesome. All right. Um, now, for, I, before you move on, okay. I, I'm going to call an audible here. i got to call bullshit on something that you guys keep coming back to. Um, and, and this kind of started with Todd on um, you have Devil's to. Devil's Rejects. No, no. God. That you can't, Devil's Rejects is the Empire Strikes Back of horror films. You can't films. judge a show by its pilot. You can't. I, I'm crying bullshit on that. You can't. You can't. Be, and here's why. Why? I was totally willing to go along with you guys on that premise, and then I started watching Penny Dreadful. Okay. And that show has been spot on from like frame one. Yeah, but that don't mean anything. That means everything. No, that show is not fully developed yet. It like, doesn't have no. to be fully developed. It was great 
from the first frame. And it was that's, very clear that that show was going to be wait, great. Wait, wait, wait. That's frame. also most likely a show that's not piloted in the traditional mm-hmm. sense. All right. Yeah. That's probably a show that got pitched as a full season. I, I still wait, wait, disagree wait. with you. They got pitched as a full season. And then they basically were like, we're going to give you an order. We're going to do 10 episodes. Because that's like an AMC or a TNT or something like well, that's that. That's like a... HBO is WGN. Walking WGN, Dead was the same way. Yeah, but Walking the Dead. The first episode of Walking nah, Dead was six perfect. episodes. Exactly. Though. Six episodes. They were not the- sure. They went into Walking Dead unsure if this was going to. Well, I know. And then know. they spent so much money on each one of those episodes. Mm-hmm. They had spent as much money on one of those episodes as they do like feature length movies. Well, that was the first know? season of Walking Dead was was pricey. But how but are you how is that any time. different though? But no, because they planned out they basically Frank Darabont developed. So you got to look at the first 6 episodes of Walking Dead as the pilot. And then you get into season 2 and season 3, that's when the show is I'm, developed. And I'm, see, not, with, I'm not buying with like that Penny argument. with Penny Dreadful and any show that you see on like HBO or Showtime, Cinemax, Stars, whatever, with the cable channels like that, I mean, they're allowed to go ahead and just go Full Monty, yeah. you know, you've got your violence, you've got your blood, you've got your sex, yeah. you've got everything. Whereas things on the WB have got to really hold back on a lot of things, and it's, that's why I think sometimes then, then there's the problem. You know, it is is I that mean, we are not putting our faith in our products. Not then at all. Why the hell are we putting out these shitty products in the first place? It's about advertising, man. Listen, man, well, I don't go the, down the into the low. You guys, you know why yeah, I really haven't channels. watched The Flash or or, or Gotham? Yeah. You don't go past like uh... man. I don't go below <laughs> FX, dude. I don't go below like forty-two. If Gotham, it's down Gotham's, on Gotham's if it's down fun, on and five I still maintain or seven. Agents of Shield was great from the first. You know, episode. even like no. I, even when I watch Big Bang, you know what I'm watching? Reruns on like yeah. You know, TV. I don't even watch it on CBS, dude. And that's fine, you know who man. watches CBS, man? My grandma. I and me. CBS. And Ron. And who's Ron. as getting as old as my grandma. That's awesome. All right. <laughs> All right. Move you on fuckers. to the next segment. I'm still calling bullshit on the three-episode rule. Uh, anybody have a second chance movie for this week? Yeah, I've got one. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come out and say Alien 3. A lot of people hated this movie, and I say, you know what? Go back and watch it again. Which one man. is that? That's, That's the one where uh, Gordon Weaver lands on. Oh, she crashes yeah. on the prison planet. Oh yeah, um, that was just on. Yeah, you know, everybody wants like multiple aliens running all over like they did in Alien Two and stuff. And mm. this, you get back to the the isolation thing we were yeah. talking about the game earlier. Yeah. You know, it's you a small band of convicted yeah. killers yeah. and and stuff on this derelict ass. Ass into the galaxy planet that and nobody you know who, cares you know about. Who directed that movie is David Fincher, who did Seven. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Well, and, and I love that. But a a friend dis- of mine he says he disowns that movie because the studio fucked it up so badly. What? See, I still loved it, man. It's not a bad film, but it, have any? Do any of you own the Alien Quadrilogy pack? No, I think we have it. Okay, in the Alien Quadrilogy pack, they have a director's cut of every one of the movies. Um, the third Alien Three, which I'm, I'm kind of with Steve on this one. The original cut, I'm, I'm like, it's okay. It's a good movie. Like, it's much better than the next one after that. Yeah. But the director's cut, Was the next one, the Winona Ryder one. Yeah, that, that was a, so bad. That was a little weird. Um. But the next one, well, but you got to love the next one after that because Alien Resurrection gave us Firefly. Yeah. Like the crew from Alien Resurrection, Josh Whedon turned into Firefly. Um, really? Yes. Um, the, uh, I gotta watch that again. Yeah, go back and watch Fillion's it. Fillion's in that? And then, He's and not then in also, it, the, but the other the, thing the about Alien 3 that was there. great, look, it gave us a whole cast of new English assholes. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're the bad guys and like, 
everything that we watched today. Yeah, you for know? sure. Game of Thrones. Yeah, they're all um, there. I think Harry Potter isn't a mm-hmm. Malfoy's dad in yeah, it or something. Yeah, he's in there too. I mean, it's just like one English asshole after another. Well, and if you go back and watch the director's cut in that Alien Quadrilogy pack, they basically restore the script to how it was supposed to be yeah. before uh, uh, the uh, the studio started tinkering with it. So, like, at the end of the film, like, you know how the, ch- the, the it bursts out of her stomach? Yeah. Doesn't do it in the fucking, in the director's cut. Oh, really? Yeah. She, no, then I haven't seen it then. Okay. Also, in that one, the dog, non-existent in the film. Uh-huh. So the alien impregnates, or the the uh, uh, the what you call it, uh, the face hugger yeah. impregnates one of the cows that they're keeping there. So oh. and then that face hugger, it was like a special face hugger, uh, and it's larger and much more different. And, and they were in, well, no, they were in, they were introducing a different idea to the alien universe, which is uh, the idea of a queen face hugger that impregnates twice. So it had impregnated Sigourney Weaver, and it had impregnated. Uh, the cow because in the original Alien 3 there's only one face hugger and so he never explains how she got impregnated they never find the second one like there's never a second one to be found Um, also uh, the whole thing you know how there's like a moment a brief moment where they're like oh this is God punishing us for doing whatever we're doing there's a whole religious storyline in the director's cut that's completely cut out of the film and one of the uh, the guys in the movie, uh, I can't think of his name, but he disappears like halfway through in the film. Right. Fucking, he is a, a human antagonist along with the alien. Uh, so he's basically uh, trying to keep them from killing this alien while the alien's killing people because right. he's like, no, this is God punishing us. We have to right. allow this shit to happen. Oh, I have to go. And, oh, oh you've got to. I've seen that. You've got to watch really it. Familiar. Like, you've got. Well, it, see, all the elements of the original movie are basically there, yeah. but the director's cut, fucking fantastic. But I'm with you, man. Alien 3, I'm still bitter to this day that you, they killed Newt and uh, what's his face uh, from Aliens. Yeah. Because to me, it pisses me off because it's like every time I sit through the end of Aliens and I'm like, yes, everybody survives right. just to fucking crash on a planet, you know, right. sometime right. later. Um, that's the only thing that I'm bitter about it. But as its own film, I think it holds up like very well. Cool. Very, very well. Oh, and there's more stuff with uh, uh, Lance Hendrickson. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, see, I got to go back and watch it. Yeah, then. go back, dude. It's, it's about it's 22 about minutes up, longer, dude. you know, so it's, it's really good. Um, uh, we're gonna. That was our second chance movie. Chris, you got a comic book to introduce us to? Yeah, this you know, I've been hitting the the local cons, and I I came across a book um, about a year ago um, called the Boston Metaphysical Society, <laughs> and it's okay. In, in keeping with our goggles thing, it's it's a very much a steampunk um, comic. Well, so you know, I, I'm in. I know Ron's <laughs> in. Um, it's it's a pretty clever book, and it in the way that um, Manhattan Projects incorporates actual, you know people into the story uh that one has like oppenheimer mm-hmm. and and uh fermi and all those guys um this one incorporates people like tesla oh, cool. and and edison um into kind of a a supernatural um ghost hunting kind of thing um it's by um madeline holly rossing and i can't remember the artist's name i'll have to look it up emily who i think um but it's it's a really well done book um, she she puts a lot of money into the production of this thing. The the quality of the pages is really good, um, and I I've talked to her you know the last three out of four cons about her book, and she's putting out product really uh, regularly, which is it's kind of rare for an indie comic uh, to put out stuff that quickly. Yeah, I mean I'm sitting here holding issue four as we speak right now, um, post Kamikaze here today. Yeah, uh, this is a. Uh yeah, this is actually really high quality stuff. I like the it's inking. It's good stuff. I like yeah. the inking on this a lot. 
Yeah, the art's really nice. Color palette. Yeah, yeah, it's it's almost kind of washed out. Yeah, um, a lot of browns, which Steve, you know, it's like explained. sepia. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's a it's a quality book. Um, so, so if you get a chance, people finding the color. Yes, <laughs> it's it's definitely that. So um, Boston that? Metaphysical Society. The Boston. Let's see that, Let's see that yeah. book. Boston Metaphysical Society. All right, so uh, uh, that's sort of our our take a look at a comic book. We got to name this segment at some point. It's, it's just like yeah, we'll come up with a we'll come up uh, with a name a for this but, title. Um, some snappy title for this, but yeah, uh, totally check out the Boston Metaphysical Society. Um, we'll put a link up to uh, uh, to the <laughs> yeah, and there are goggles on the cover. Uh, Steve's so. like mocking me with the goggles right now. Uh, <laughs> son of a bitch. But uh, I will know there's only one character who wears the goggles and I'm not sure why he does uh, is he a banker um, on an airship I, I think he's a pirate <laughs> <laughs> let it go let it go give up give, give up, up. <laughs> alright we, we gotta put that on our page oh well. yeah that's our la- uh, one of the things we uh, like we always troll the internet looking for stuff um, we just, I, I showed Chris the uh, uh, if you haven't seen it before uh, Google let it go uh, uh Translation. Translation, and it'll come up. And it's, this, it's like the first one that'll come up. And basically they took the song, the lyrics from Let It Go, and they ran it through Google Translator, and then they ran it back into English. Um, and it's easily one of the funniest things uh, I've seen in the last yeah, month or two. Yeah, Especially when she's singing about the radiation levels. Yeah. <laughs> That should be our outro song <laughs> yeah, yeah. of the show. Dude. You think so? I think so. All right, well, I mean, Chris can so make it cool. happen. We'll, uh, we'll do it. Yeah. Um, so, uh, cool. We're going to segue our last segment for this, uh, this month. Uh, we're gonna do uh, we're gonna do a little spin on something we normally do, which is dumb shit our kids have done this week, uh, and we're gonna do dumb shit uh, we as parents have done this week. So, Chris, you you have a story that yeah, Chris I, tried to sell this as a dumb shit his kid did. And Steve was like, <laughs> "No, fucker, you're the idiot. Yeah. Like, this, you're the dummy." Okay, so I I hooked the kid on playing the Nintendo Wii a while back. She's eight now, and um, all the all the kids have been pretty good on getting into the games. I have daughters. So um, the little one, Phoebe, she um, recently started looking through the PlayStation 2 games. Uh-oh. And she, you know, she got Lauren to play some of the racing games with her. And, and uh, I showed her a game that's made by the people who do um, D&D. And it's called Iron and Blood. Oh, and wow. It's a, it's a great old game. I remember that game. It's such a great game. And you have a good side with like eight characters, and mm. you have a bad side. And it's basically like Street Fighter. Right, right. But with Dungeons and Dragons and spells and swords and, you know, and gnomes and skeletons and all. So it's, it's a head-to-head kind of game. And so I, I was playing with her, and I showed her how to do it. And she, of course, does like most kids. You start pushing the effing buttons in any she's random button order. Master, yeah, yeah. She's, yeah, it's like pr- play as furiously as you can. <laughs> And the character looks like it's having an epileptic seizure. And somehow, you know, they, they get a few hits in. So I, I'm one of those dads that I'm not going to let her win. No. Ever. No. I'm not going to let her have it I'm with Steve now. We're training Spartans. That's yes. like, yep. that's, that's my no. new... Uh, There's no trophy for last place here, kids. Exactly. I, I might let her get a couple shots in so she has at least a taste of some success. But I'm not going to let her take my character out. No. You know, she'll earn it. So it got to the point where I was gone doing gigs and whatnot. Turns out she's been practicing, right? (laughs) So she says, hey, Dad, will you play this with me? I want to play with you. Totally, like... Color of moneyed me. She likes. To- if there had been money involved, I would be broke. She didn't. She didn't bet you for something like chores. She or hustled like. you, man. She hustled. She kicked my ass <laughs> so bad that I, I like couldn't even get a shot in. She had figured out like the, the way to do, go for the throat with every one of the characters she was picking, mm. and I could not defend. 
I had no idea how to beat her on these characters. And then she started talking shit. <laughs> You've not experienced humiliation until your eight-year-old daughter <laughs> kicks your ass on a game so bad that she smiles and starts talking shit at you about how badly she's kicking your ass. Like, do you want to stop? You want to stop? <laughs> or do you want to keep playing? You, this you is might the be reason why I said this isn't dumb shit. Your kid did, and this yeah. is dumb shit. I should have known better. So I post a little thing on Facebook, and now everybody's like, "Yeah, get used to it." So I, the next night, I went home and I like practiced up because she already had the advantage of being the evil characters because they hit you when you're down. Uh huh. So I practiced up, and I found like the four baddest mofo's on the good side, and went back in and and barely barely beat her now did you talk smack to her no i didn't i just kind of looked at her like that's right chris chris went and googled uh p you know p2 of vault <laughs> cheats you know no i did it did legit dig deep i did like, it legit you know. but she was way too like way too proud of herself talking <laughs> shit if she had just like said all right good job dad i would have been fine no you but know i had to take her back down a peg i wanted and you to know this is escalation this is how it starts I know. like it's not going to get any better from here i know she'll be like hey dad have you played um played mortal Kombat? <laughs> you know what a finishing move is <laughs> Because we know she's ripping know your spine coming. out. And I know stuff. it's coming. <laughs> so yeah, that's my story of humiliation. Nice. And, I'm and glad that your eight year old daughter could beat you at a fighting so game. So humiliating. It dude. should be. It was so humiliating. Your man card is your geek card has been taken away. She's not your average girl. No, I'll say that. So uh, I had the boys. Uh, some of uh, my I had some friends over to watch football. And uh, Ronald Andrew, uh, one of our friends, they have a little boy who's roughly about three months younger than Ronald Andrew. And the two of them are adorable when they play together. You know, he's a little, they're a little older than Vin and Vic, about four months older than Vin and Vic. So, oh. you know, they, they just they reach this weird spot where it's like at two, they're still kind of like, you know, and then all of a sudden they're like, I want to play with other kids, you know. Uh, like legitimately play with other kids. Yeah. So the two of these boys, they chase each other around and they play with cars. And, uh, uh, but my friend's son, he plays catch with him. Like, all the time. But yeah. really, it's like, he, like, Graydon just throws the ball. And, dude, this kid's got an arm. For, like, yeah. a two-year-old, he's shotgunning these little foam balls, like, uh, yeah. or these little squishy balls. So, it's me and two other guys and Elena are sitting in the, the living room. And we're like, hey, why don't you guys play catch? And they're like, oh. no, 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 no. why don't you guys play catch? And so, Graydon, like, like, big smile, rears back and throws the ball. And Ronald Andrew just sticks his hands out there and he fucking catches the ball. What? Like, not like, <laughs> not like it's like, ugh, like that kid like here, but like in his palms, dude. Wow. The three guys in the room, we erupted as if a touchdown had been scored in the <laughs> Super Bowl. <laughs> like, like, so, and Elena is laughing because we're so excited. So, of course, what's the boys' reaction? They both start crying because. <laughs> like, oh, no, no, it's good. It's good. It's good. It's something wrong. So then we proceed. We're like, dude, we should have filmed that. We yeah. totally should have filmed that. And we're like, couldn't get it to replicate again no, if no our way. life depended right. on it. No it was like that perfect moment. Like you never expect that to happen. But we as parents, it's like, uh, uh, it was just so funny how excited we were for something so mundane. That in oh, a yeah. year from now, these kids are going to be able to catch everything, you know, yeah, in yeah. theory. No, you know? I hear you. It's no big deal. But it was just so funny in that it was like, uh, it was like kind of the same thing as like when we took them to the bouncy house. When it was just the little ones in the bouncy house, Steve. Yeah. It was adorable watching your boys and my boy and like uh, not Lex but uh, like uh, Madison yeah. uh, when they're all jumping in there, dude. It was it was adorable because yeah. they're all like 
You know, they're like little like hopped up spider monkeys on Mountain Dew. Uh, you know, like Steve's hatred of zombies. Um, but they, you know, it's just so funny because as a parent, like. Uh, I'd never been so proud of my son. For <laughs> you, I, especially. As yeah. I wasn't that. Well, because daddy can't catch for shit. Yeah. So it's like, for I'm all the boy has hope. Athletic hope. No, but, I get it, dude. But, I get it 100%. Yeah, that's nice, man. That's nice. All right, guys. Well, uh, uh, we're going to wrap it up right there for this week. Uh, this has been a lot of fun. We hope you guys have enjoyed us. Uh, uh, st- uh, stay tuned. We've got some good guests coming up down the horizon. Uh, and we look forward to having you again. Uh, I'm Ron Miltz. Chris there. Steve Hill. And we hope you guys are having a nerd life crisis. Music for the Nerd Life Crisis podcast is provided by Big Papa and the TCB. All music available at bptcb.com or at iTunes. The Nerd Life Crisis is recorded at the Inland Blues Studios. Make sure to subscribe to The Nerd Life Crisis at iTunes and like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram or Twitter at Nerd Life Crisis. 